Sorry for the interruption. Coming up is a podcast brought to you by the dedicated and diverse volunteers at 3CR. Our podcasts keep community strong. And for the month of June, we're asking listeners to donate to the station to help keep us going. We rely on the generous donations of the community to survive. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate and show your support for community owned and community run media. Happy listening. Welcome to Women on the Line, a national feminist current affairs program produced by women and gender diverse people at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne on unceded Kulin Nations land and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm Priya Kunjan. Why we're here today is because we are talking about no guns in the communities and even in town as well. We have to work on this one. The government have to help us, and also we have to do it ourselves. As in the strong Indigenous people, First Nations people, you know, Central Australia, we have to talk what we want, and the government will listen. We have our laws that they raised, a lot of them. We have big law in Aboriginal law, and we also learnt Western ways. So we need to talk strongly today about the gun laws. It's our human rights, basic human rights. We know to work together. Our people, we are leaders of this community and we have to stand, step up to talk, talk strong. We are the next generation of elders, Ambumabanuna. Next one, so we got inginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginginging
You just heard from Sibella Turner of the Central Aranda Nation speaking in both English and Aranda language at the opening of the Karanjarla Moajari No Guns in Community Rally in Mbantwa Alice Springs on Saturday the 18th of June. Today's episode of Women on the Line features several speeches from that rally and is produced in collaboration with the Punk Tree Hour crew from 8CCC Radio, Alice Springs and Tennant Creek. Please be advised that some of the discussion and speeches in this program refer to an Aboriginal person who has died in custody, and as such may be distressing for some listeners. If you need support, you can always call Lifeline on 131114. That's 131114. My name's Ethel Ephedrine. Slumber Kitty. And Tin Pickle. Yeah, and we are the Punk Tree Hour call crew who have a regular radio show on ACCC radio station here in Mbantua, Alice Springs. Broadcasting out of the central Arundel lands all the way up to Waramangu lands in Tennant Creek. And we have a show every Friday night. From 8pm Central Standard Time. Karanjala Murajari is a campaign that was launched probably just over a month ago. They launched shortly after the NT... Labor government announced their new budget in which they were drastically increasing the police budget, meanwhile, drastically reducing the health budget. And yeah, it kind of launched hinging off that. I guess it's got a, a pretty, a relatively long lineage. Um, its primary aims and demands are around no guns in community, a really important aim and also a really old demand that is particularly relevant to the fatal shooting death of Kumanjai Walker by police in the Northern Territory in Uendamu in 2019, November. And yeah, as most people might be aware, the officer responsible for shooting Kumanjai Walker was found not guilty of murder, manslaughter and violence act causing death, which is, yeah, just such a supreme injustice that was very devastating. The case itself um, was a landmark case and it was the first time that a police officer has been charged with any such murder or manslaughter relating to the death of an Aboriginal person. So that shouldn't be lost, that that was a really big step, um, but obviously the outcome was supremely unjust. And another key demand of the Karanjala Murajari campaign is around rolling back the intervention and all the horrible, oppressive, racist laws that are part of that suite of policies. And so that's got a lineage of 15 years, just as long as the intervention. Yeah. There's a few a few threads coming in together at this time, you know, 15 years of the Northern Territory intervention policies and the Northern Territory government moving more in this direction of like more tough on crime, punitive responses within the criminal legal system, expanding the prison system and increasing the police budget while decreasing the health system budget. So a lot of these threads are coming together in this moment that I think were all really influential in the UN Demu community and elders statement of demands that called for a national day of action on June 18. And the rally that we saw on the weekend is the result of the calls for no guns coming from Walpuri people in Yandamu, Ned Hardgraves, Valerie Martin, the elders and community out there. But it is also 
I think the product and the rally is the result of a bunch of networks that are happening across the Northern Territory with different Indigenous communities that have, have been fighting the intervention for a long time. And the rally had really strong representation from a lot of Aranda, Central Aranda people, which is the result of organising against the intervention for so many years. Yeah, and to name a couple of those groups is the Strong Grandmothers of the Central Desert Region, the Intervention Rollback Action Group. And I think also with the support of Tungandjira Council as well for the rally on the weekend. Yeah, there was a great turnout. There was maybe 300 people and lots of food, beautiful, sunny, midday, and lots of incredible people travelled from Walpuri country and other places in the central deserts. And there was a group, Black Deaths Australia, who travelled up from Adelaide. Yeah, it really brought together a lot of people from different communities who came to share their thoughts and ideas and feelings and experiences in support of this statement of demand. Yeah, absolutely. I think looking at a lot of the media that's been put out by the campaign, but also, you know, listening to the speeches from the weekend, it's really clear that this is much broader than just an ask for no guns in communities. It's definitely linked into these structural issues around state intervention and, you know, punitive carceral policy that's been operating in the area for a long time alongside the withdrawal of resources or withholding of resources uh, from community organizations, from communities that would otherwise enable people to live strong, healthy, fulfilled lives on country and instead diverting these towards, you know, systems of criminal punishment. And as we've seen time and time again, just really not respecting the self-determination of people in communities like Yundamu. Yeah, and another like very explicit and direct link between the shooting death of Kumanjai Walker and the intervention is the introduction of star chamber powers for police, which allow police to walk into a home in a prescribed community, so that's any remote Indigenous community or a town camp with no warrant or no anything under the suspicion that there may be alcohol in the house, which was outlawed under the intervention. So that very power allowed Zachary Rolfe and his partner to walk into Kumanjaya's house that night, where they otherwise would have needed to get a warrant and would have been more of a process. And it provides a perfect cover or decoy for if they might want to investigate someone's home for completely unrelated reasons. Yes, enough is enough. Enough! We've been through a lot. Our rights been down, overruled by the government. And our kids been treated with no respect at all. They don't recognize our laws and our culture yet in the system today where we work. I work there. It's about time we stand up together and be one. Please, let's work together so our rights can be recognized in this so-called Australia. It's a shame on Australia 
how they treat us with no respect at all, shooting our kids, coming into our homes and using guns on our kids. We're still suffering today. We're still in sorrow. Where I come from, Yundamu, we are living in sorrow without no respect at all to us and for our culture that day we had for my nephew, yet with no respect at all they came sneaking in into the night and got that young fella. It's a shame how they treat us with no respect at all. We couldn't do the same to them. We got respect. He was so young. We gotta still keep on fighting. What we want our communities to work with us, it can happen in any other communities as well, to other young fellas, young people. Now's the time. We can't be silenced anymore. Enough is enough. That was Valerie Martin of the Walpuri Nation speaking at Saturday's Karanjarla Mwajari Rally in Mpantwa Alice Springs, and you're listening to Women on the Line on your local community radio station. Let's head back into that conversation with the Punk Tree Hour crew from ACCC Radio in Mpantwa, speaking about the call for a ceasefire in the context of the Northern Territory intervention. Yeah, and I might just talk to the specificity of how community control was targeted under the intervention. There was myriad ways, but maybe one of the most direct ways was through the dismantling of local community councils in remote communities that were instead replaced by mega shires. And across the NT, there are five mega shires that control all Aboriginal communities and land, as opposed to, I think there was something like upwards of 70 prior to that. And who was employed by those mega shires was determined by the federal government. And so it resulted in a lot of white bureaucrats from the East Coast coming into these positions of power and making decisions on behalf of local communities. And a lot of, yeah, just a lot of jobs, community control and self-determination was like wiped in one foul swoop with that decision. And that's one of the legacies of the intervention that we won't be seeing reversed um, this week as the stronger future laws meet their sunset clause. Well, and just to expand on that, nobody knows what's going to happen this <laughs> week with the sunset clause. There's mm. been no announcements, and it's something that Barb Shaw brings up in her speech, is that nobody actually knows what's going to happen, mm. which, again, is like a pretty dismal display of, like, the federal government's, you know, prioritisation of Aboriginal issues in so-called Australia, that this intense legislation is about to expire. And no one has any idea what's going to happen. 
We're about to play an edited excerpt of a speech by ARNDA activist Barbara Scholl speaking about the anniversary of the intervention at the 18th June Karanjarla Mowajari rally. With Yundamu, I'd like you guys to put your hands together and give a clap to the people of Yundamu. They were, Yundamu was the largest community in Central Australia that stood up to the intervention, especially with the compulsory land acquisitions. They also stood up against the intervention because of the racist laws that came into our communities, town camps and outstations. Intervention came in under John Howard. He only put it in for five years. Kevin Rudd and Jenny Macklin come along, gave us stronger futures for 10 years. And this week actually marks the end of the intervention and stronger futures. We don't know what the government's got in place, but there are three things that the government's gonna keep. In 2007, we saw statutory rights over buildings which took over all the stores, so the government owns the stores in our communities. We saw school enrolments and attendance measures trying to keep kids in school. But unfortunately, these days, it's not happening. They want to keep the alcohol laws in place because they believe that every Aboriginal man is a woman basher and a pedophile. Unfortunately, over the last 15 years, we still saw domestic violence. We still saw perpetrators harming our women and our children. We haven't seen good enrolments at schools. We need to take responsibility, even like with our brothers and sisters over here talking about how we should be working together. We've only seen since 2018, when the Northern Territory Government signed an agreement marking 30 years of the Barunga Statement, working on a treaty. The Northern Territory is still trying to work with us and meet us at the table. We just saw a federal election where Labor won. We have 11, 10, 11 Aboriginal people representing us in Parliament. But unfortunately, they have to toe the party line. Also since 2018, the Uluru Statement from the Heart came out. I was actually involved with that, putting it together, sitting down at the table, making sure that we get words in there that reflect on our First Nations peoples. We called for a voice to Parliament so nothing like this could happen at Yundamu ever again or the intervention can come into our communities or the racial discrimination should be suspended just for Aboriginal people.
constitutional change needs to happen because of the race powers. Like our sister was saying, governments can target anybody of colour. Yeah, Isabella has always been involved with the Grandmothers Against Removal since the Royal Commission into Dondale and Youth Detention calling for kids on country and not in custody. Yeah, we do have to take responsibility for our children's actions and what they do in our town centres and what they do in communities. We have to take them back and we've got to show them law and respect and start respecting our elders. My son here, Jamba Jimba, calling for no guns in communities. Our commissioner, Jamie Chalker, the NT Police Commissioner, he can make a difference. He can make history by working with Aboriginal people in what Aboriginal people want. But at the same time, we need to build our own. If we don't want no white coppers in our communities, well, we need to build our own. We need to make our own. We need our own people to look after our own people in communities. And Jamie Chalker, the NT Police Commissioner, he can make a difference and he can make history by allowing that to happen. Our elders on land council, we talk about our children all the time and we talk about the treatment that we're having. But what we have to do is also where the government and agencies need to meet us is help us. Not run it for us. You need to help us so we can do it ourselves. Because a lot of Aboriginal elders in communities, they got ideas how to look after their kids and their peoples. And that's where Sister was saying, exercising our rights, our autonomy. It's about allowing us to do our jobs to raise our children the right way and the best way we know how. And that's out on country and showing them respect. Like my old people taught me. How to look after our old people, how to respect our elders. Something that's also maybe worth mentioning is that there are lots of social services, health services, youth services that different levels of government fund across the central deserts and they're delivering such important services to communities that are impacted by this you know ongoing colonization and genocide but the amount of money and funding that's given to services in the central deserts completely and utterly pales in comparison to the amount of money being poured into policing the court system and then we see conservative politicians all across the Northern Territory, calling for mandatory minimum sentencing and harsher penalties for young people and the amount of taxpayer dollars that are wasted on these policies that aren't working. We see in here in Mbanto Alice Springs, crime, youth crime is a big issue because the narrative is so controlled by conservative politicians, but we don't hear as much about other crimes crimes resulting in widespread poverty, homelessness, dispossession of people from their lands. And 
we don't hear much about safety and violence either. And if we are to assess these punitive policies and all this funding being poured into policing and prisons, it's really obvious that it's not working. That might help explain as well why communities around the central deserts are turning towards these sorts of demands for defunding police because there are so many things, whether it's housing or different kinds of services, that desperately need more funding that's currently being sucked away from communities by police and prisons and the court system. Hey, what up, everyone? Australia is a very racist place to me and we are always got a, you know, under the thumb. We listen to white fellow laws all the time thrown down us. On us we got to follow it. But it's not good. It's not good enough. They're not coming down, sitting down with our people in our um, in our, um, civil rights. They don't listen to our stories. They don't listen to how much we cry and scream about our rights. Nothing, nothing ever happens. Regardless, and it's always um, the white follow law that governs us. But what about listening to giving us the power and the empowerment to control our people, ourselves, our communities? Our traditional, um, traditional law is greater greater than the white fellow law that came to Australia. Australian law is, where do they come from? From the boat. What about Australian law, our first people? What about recognising our people, giving us justice? We don't have justice. You just heard an edited segment of a speech by Kumali Riley of the Aranda Nation at the Karanjarla Muwajari Rally. Along with Kumali, today's show featured excerpts of speeches from Sibella Turner, Valerie Martin, and Barbara Scholl, all of whom spoke at the Karanjarla Mowajari Rally on the 18th of June in Abantwa Alice Springs. Karanjarla Mowajari is a campaign led by the Yundamu community, which is calling for a ceasefire and police guns out of remote communities. The campaign also calls for a range of changes to restore the self-determination and self-governance of Aboriginal communities and coincides with the 15th anniversary of the Northern Territory intervention. To find out more about the Karanjarla Wawajari campaign, including campaign resources, donation information, and how to take action in solidarity, head to K-A-R-R-I-N-J-A-R-L-A-M-U-W-A-J-A-R-R-I.org. You can also find out more about the work of the Intervention Rollback Action Group on Facebook. This episode of Women on the Line was produced in collaboration with the Punk Tree Hour crew on 8CCC Radio, and throughout the episode, you heard the voices of Ethel Ephedrine, Slumber Kitty, and Tin Pickle. Follow the show on Instagram for updates at, at punktreehour. 
Women on the Line is produced and presented by women and gender diverse people in the studios of 3CR Community Radio on unceded Kulin Nations lands. Women on the Line is broadcast nationally via the Community Radio Network, and this is made possible with 